Hello. So it has been a while since I have recorded a, a new video um, or a podcast or anything. And I have been feeling this topic wanting to come through and be shared about, um, and it feels like it's ready. So whether you're listening or watching this, um, cause this will be both on YouTube and on the podcast. Um, I want to talk about this really interesting intersection that I have been noticing and, um, learning about and, um, seeing within my life. And this is the intersection between spirituality and neurodivergence and specifically how I've been figuring this out for myself and what it means for me and for and for the continuation, the next iteration of my spiritual work. So let's go on in. <laughs> um, so you may or may not have seen, if you follow me on Instagram, I've shared there, but if you don't follow me on Instagram, then um, you wouldn't have seen this. Um, in the last month and a half or so, um, I have finally put the puzzle pieces together into something I've been looking at for a couple of years. Um, and realized that, um, I am autistic and <laughs> it's really funny, honestly, because, um, as soon as I figured it out and started talking to people in my life close to me and, and sharing this, um, every single person like universally was like, yep, <laughs> totally. That makes sense. Um, and, I also uh, have a therapist that I see on occasion when I need to. And um, sometimes it's helpful to have someone else to process my feelings with when I spend so much time doing processing work with other people um, on their things. So uh, I went and talked to her and she does a lot of work with people on the spectrum as well. And she was like, yep, that totally makes sense. And that was really validating because I'm not, uh, not necessarily intending to pursue an official diagnosis. I don't really need it. Um, I already know it's true. <laughs> um, and um, just having a professional agree with me as well, definitely is huge. Um, but also it's, it's, it's a whole long process and it's really not necessary because I work for myself. So I don't, I don't need an official piece of paperwork to help me in a job or something. So anyway, this is, Side note, um, but what's important, why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, it's so interesting. It's It's been so interesting to realize and put together all the pieces of my life from the understanding of being autistic because I have felt like an outsider my whole life. I have felt like I didn't understand what was happening in the world around me my whole life. And when I found spirituality, I started hearing about being a star seed. And I was like, oh, that must be why I feel so different. Um, but it didn't really help. I mean, it helps to an extent, 
And obviously I am a, a star shaman. So I do a lot of work in the stars and, and it is really valuable. And I do still resonate with, with having lots of star connection and origins. Um, but it, it didn't, um, it didn't actually really help my life, honestly. And that's why, um, you know, if you followed me for a long time on any platform, um, you'll have noticed likely that I'm pretty anti talking about being a star seed. Like I kind of did, I kind of started that, that way, like three years ago when I first started all my stuff, um, like my business and sharing and whatever, which was almost three years ago that I started doing that. Um, but I'm pretty anti using like the starseed languaging to um, describe people or describe life. Like, and that's actually one of the first things I like kind of um, get serious about with clients is like, we're not using starseed. We're not using starseed identification. It is um, a cop out. <laughs> it is, um, it's not, it's not nearly the full truth. Um, and honestly, who, who cares because you're here on earth. So I honestly don't give a shit if you're a star seed, um, because it's just, it's not helpful. All you're doing is keeping yourself away from the reality of being on earth. And it's just like, what's the point that doesn't help anybody. Um, it doesn't help you do your mission. It just helps you dissociate and not be a human and not be on earth. And that doesn't help anybody. Um, it's not a helpful terminology. So it's really interesting because basically a few years ago, I discovered the whole starseed thing and I was like, oh, that must be me. And I got super into it because it explained all of these things that have always been so difficult for me, which by the way, difficult for me, which by the way, are all autistic traits, a hundred percent of them. Um, like being a highly sensitive person. Um, when I first heard about that, and, and that's something that that can be can be brought into the starseed discussion, which is why I bring it up. Um, I was like, oh my God, I am so highly sensitive. I always have been like ridiculously, I have, I have some really intense sensory things. Um, and it's made my life really hard, <laughs> um, in, in many sense, many senses. Um, and <laughs> I was like, oh, a highly sensitive person is spiritual and, you know, open to this stuff and is probably a star seed. Oh, okay. So fun fact, you can look this up. Um, everyone, the, the person who wrote the book on highly sensitive people, all the like test subjects, as it were, all were later diagnosed with autism because <laughs> it's, it's, that's kind of, that kind of intense sensory difficulty. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Um, so that was one of my things. I was like, oh, okay. And then I also, you know, if you know my, my story, um, which if you don't quickly, I had Lyme disease for years and years and years, like ages of like 10, 11 to like 21, 22. Um, and Lyme, neurological Lyme disease can mimic autism. And so all of my neurological um differences were heightened when I was sick. Like they were so much worse. Life was so much harder. Um, and it all just kind of got written away, um, or written off as Lyme. Like no one thought to look at autism because they were like, well, it's just Lyme, you know? But the thing is all of those neurological, um, differences I've had since I was a little kid and I continue to have now, and I'm completely healthy. And then there's this really like toxic, um, 
this really toxic story in alternative healing. And so this connects into the Lyme communities, like these alternative healing communities about autism being something that we can cure and autism being something that's like, there are people in the Lyme communities that say autism is just Lyme and it's not, it is not. So um, my symptoms, my autistic traits were much worse when I was really sick with Lyme, but I am, I am like a miracle healthy with Lyme. Like I don't have Lyme in my body. I'm not in remission. I am out. Like I'm healed. I do not have Lyme. Um, and I still have those same neurological things. And I'm one of the healthiest people I know. Um, you know, I have the biomagnetism I do as well. So I have magnets on me all the time and that doesn't get rid of my neurological differences. Um, and so anyway, that's another thing that I was so, um, ensconced in that community for so many years, this like, like talk, like alternative healing communities can be really like some of alter some alternative healing is amazing. Like the magnets, I like picked them up because I have them next to me. Amazing. Love these things. A lot of it is really toxic. Like it gets really toxic and that's a whole other rabbit hole. Um, but there is, there's a, a really seriously like concerning, um, depth of toxicity that goes into that, or that is, um, really nurtured by some of the alternative healing stuff. And so, um, within that, within that whole time of my life, when I was so deep in, you know, alternative healing and let's heal and let's, figure out all the things and I'm really sick and what's going to work, you know, um, everything, you know, I, I was basically taught that if I just healed myself, I wouldn't have any of my neurological stuff. And that's not true. Cause it's, ah, it's so toxic. So it kept me from, for years from, from realizing what was actually going on. Um, and it made my life harder, honestly, way harder than it had to be because of that. So, so there's the, the star seeds, spiritual stuff. There's the alternative healing communities. These things were like huge parts of what kept me from looking at, um, you know, neurodivergence. And they were also a huge part of what brought me to spirituality because I was like, well, I need to figure out like, why am I so different from everyone around me? You know, like what's so different about me? Why is, why do I see life so differently? Why do I, you know, hate, um, talking to new people? Why do I hate, um, new social events? Like, you know, and these are just silly little examples. These are like so many people like hate those things and, um, don't have autism, but, um, I was looking for like, why was I different? And why did I think differently? And why was life so much harder for me than, than, um, what, how I now understand like the neurotypical people around me, like, um, who could do so much with their day and get so much stuff done and be so productive in these ways that are, you know, patriarchal, like hyper-productive society deems, um, deems successful. And I just couldn't do it. Um, and you know, I can never hold like a full-time, um, stable job without getting burnt out within a few months and literally having to stop and like lie in bed for then a few weeks because I'd be, I would like burn me out so much like mentally that I like literally couldn't handle my life. 
Um, and so the spirituality really found me and I was like, okay, well, here's the starseed thing. Um, I'm just different. My, my vibration is higher, all this shit. And I'm calling it shit very intentionally because it is total BS. Um, when actually the reason I couldn't and still can't, um, function in the way that like a neurotypical person can is because I, I'm not neurotypical. And so why am I sharing this? Because I'm still, I still love the spiritual work I do. Um, I still don't love the spiritual community because I'm also pretty vocal about that. Um, and here's why, because I can give you an even better understanding and explanation of why the, the mainstream spiritual new age community is full of a lot of BS. It is toxic. It is bypassing and it's not actually helping people get better. I'm just going to give that a second. It's toxic, it's bypassing, and it is not helping people get better. Like I said a few minutes ago, I don't give a shit if you're a star seed. Technically, we all come from the stars. And technically, most of us don't need to work with the stars, work with the earth. And I say that as someone who has been trained in ancient star shamanic practices, and I do work with the stars. But you know what? I had to go through. Um, an incredible amount of training about how to work with the earth and do earth shamanic work and, and really be deeply embodied in that before I was allowed to truly learn how to work with the stars in ways that I don't, I don't care about, um, how, like about just going into the stars and, and doing whatever I work in the stars with the only intention of how can this help earth and humans? Because I'm on earth. So it literally doesn't matter what else is happening in the stars right now. Cause I need to be focused on earth. Like I wouldn't have come here if I wasn't here to be focused on earth. Um, so I don't care if you're a star seed, tell me what you do on earth. Tell me what you do in the human. Are you grounded? Are you in your body? Are you here? Or are you just like Watson off in space channeling, like receiving things that you can't actually do anything grounded with, because if you are, then that's literally not helpful to anybody. Um, I don't care how high your vibration is. I don't care how high your consciousness is. I do not care if you have been chosen to come here and do something. That's all, honestly, all probably your ego. Have you ever done ego work? Have you ever done, have you ever been taken on a shamanic journey to have your ego beaten out of you? So you can see what's actually ego and that you need to survive. And so you can see what isn't, what is um, actually truth. Cause if you've never done that, I can almost guarantee that all that stuff is ego. And until you actually look at it and do the work or more likely, honestly, it's probably work that you need someone else to guide you through until you do that stuff. It's ego. And I don't care. Um, you are not better than anyone else. And that's something that new age spirituality and the spiritual community loves to talk about is how much better we are because of our gifts and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, are you a highly sensitive person? Amazing. Maybe look into sensory stuff look into sensory issues, look into sensory processing disorders. Don't use it to hide behind because here's the thing. I have some intense sensory issues. I really do. I have my entire life. I cannot wear certain things. I cannot eat certain things. Um, 
my body is so sensitive, like hypersensitive to everything. I half the time can't even like handle someone giving me a hug because my body is too sensitive to touch. Um, I have like, I'm incredibly sensitive to sounds, lights. I I have lights on me right now to, to, um, film this video. And this is really overstimulating. Honestly, I can't do it for very long and I never have been able to, which is why my videos tend to be really short. Um, because I can't usually do one for for too long before, um, losing it. Or if I do do something for a long time and have lights on me for a long time, because it just hurts my eyes so much. Um, I will literally go sit in, sit in the dark for a very long time before I can literally think again, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on and on, go look at sensory processing stuff, because here's the thing. You can be highly sensitive. That's, that's wonderful. There are superpowers to that, but also I watch so many people who are hypersensitive or like, and have sensory processing stuff. Cause that's what it is. A highly sensitive person has sensory processing disorders. Um, I watch so many people who have those go like use it to victimize themselves. I, I don't, I know very few people who don't use it to victimize themselves. I've used it in the past. I don't anymore, but I have. So I, I've, I see people who are highly sensitive, use it to victimize themselves and use it as an excuse to, um, play the victim and not do their work and not look at their ego. So if you are highly sensitive, go look at the actual like medical biological stuff that's going on. Stop hiding away in, in, in spirituality. And then once you've done that, then let's do the spiritual work because the spiritual work is still, still really beautiful. And it, it is so healing and specifically shamanic work, shamanic work and the Akashic work I do, I stand behind 100%. They have changed my life. They have changed the lives of countless of my clients. Um, it is so, so valuable, but let's stop hiding away from the reality of we're humans and human bodies. We're not living in the stars. Um, we are not here to be victims. We're here to actually do the work. And if you're not going to do the work, don't hide behind the new age spirituality, like bullshit, because it is bullshit and it doesn't help. I know this is uh, a very hot take, um, but I have felt this way about the spiritual community and what it's doing for a long time. And now being able to put it in to even deeper words with like, the spiritual community is writing away actual like physical things happening. And, you know, I've, I've even sat with my own work because I do work with people to work with physical things in their bodies, like physical pain. Let's work on that. Let's work on, you know, digestive digestion. Let's work on brain fog. Let's work on, you know, whatever's showing up. And there are spiritual reasons often for the stuff in the body. I mean, that has been a huge part of my physical healing is seeing what are the spiritual or, or even more accurately energetic reasons for what is happening in my body. And let me do the, like, do the work to clear that and, and integrate it. And then physical things go away and it's incredible. And also it's not a, um, it's not a reason to write off going to a doctor. Biomagnetism, honestly, these guys, I have seen these, these magnets and, and the protocols like change people's lives. They have quite literally saved my life. They're also 
and they and the the magnets do have a have a scientific backing as well. Like these things, honestly, they should be used in the medical community, um, in my opinion. But also, I don't use it to bypass. You know, okay, this physical thing isn't going away. I will go to a doctor because sometimes I modern medicine has beautiful things for us. So anyway, understanding all of this, seeing this. Um, Inter interplay between spirituality, neurodivergency, at least for me, and I I have talked to some other people um, privately who also have seen this as well. So I you know I'm just sharing this myself, but um, I know I'm not the only person in this space who are seeing these who's seeing these major incongruities. Um, you know. It's really beautiful to embrace what makes us different because we're all different. We're all beautiful, amazing, different humans from each other, but we're all humans. We are all embodied. And the most important things for us to do are to be human to be in our bodies and to do the work that on earth that we can do that is good, that works for earth. Not worry about all this like woo-woo consciousness, like other planets, like I don't care about earth, dissociating victimhood stuff. Like let's get out of it. It's, it's not helping us. And that is why I do shamanic work because it's human. Even the star shamanic work I do, like I said before, it's human. It only works if it's grounded in, and embodied in the human experience. And it's very much anti new age spirituality and all of the silly consciousness shit we've got going on and like bypassing victimhood stuff that the majority of the space is doing. Um, so my message for you, if you managed this far in this, in this video or podcast is put down the tools, put down the cards, put down the pendulums, put down the channeling or put away the channeling and get in your body. Stop floating above your head. Stop floating out of your body. Get in your damn body. And start listening to what your body has to say. Stop asking other people outside of you. Stop asking guides outside of you. Your guides are you. And stop going to people for spiritual work who just unground you more. Stop it. It's not helpful. And it's not changing anything on earth in any positive way. Again, I know that's a hot take, but I've been observing this for a long time. And get in your body. Your body is literally your compass for this lifetime. Start paying attention to it. Learn how to get in your body. If you want to learn, I've got so many resources for you. Go to my website, join the mystery school, get a session. There are so many resources that I, I have because this is a huge part of my shamanic work 
get in your body. And put away all those extraneous tools. If you are using them to bypass your life in any way, put them away because they're not helpful in that way. And I love my Oracle cards. I love my runes. I love my pendulum. I love my guides. But I look at them as tools that show me what I already know inside myself. That's all they are. Even the Akashic field, and, and I teach working with certain guides in the field, those guides are part of us. They are part of the collective universal consciousness. They are just as much a part of me and you as they are anyone else. They're not separate. And learn how to protect yourself. Learn spiritual energetic protection. And learn how to do your shadow work. Because the other thing that I see happen so often in the spiritual community is people talking about, I'm getting psychically attacked. People are coming after me. No, they're not. As a shaman, let me tell you, the amount of times that I go work with somebody and do or do work with them and where they say, oh, I'm getting psychic attacks. And I go and actually look and journey into their field. 90% of the time, they are not getting psychic attacks. They just don't have any protection. There is no uh, outside entity coming towards them. It is their own shadow that they don't want to look at and they're putting out to the side and they're not integrating. And they are calling that a psychic attack because it's scary and they don't want to look at their own shadow or their own shit or their own victimhood. And so they are personifying it into an entity that is coming to hurt them or other people trying to hurt them. This is almost never happening. It does happen sometimes. I have cleared real entities from people. I have seen real psychic attacks, but I do this every day and it's almost never what's happening. It is a very rare percentage of the time that that's what's happening. Most of the time, it is someone who does not want to own their shit and people hate hearing that. So you might get, you might, honestly, you might feel triggered by me saying that, but you know what? If you feel triggered by that, sit with it because it's true. Where are you not entering your own shadow? Where are you pushing your shadow away? Because you're scared to look at the things that you don't know inside of you that are your darknesses. It's not that scary. Our shadow is just part of us. It's just the part of us that we don't see or know yet. Shine a light on it. Stop pushing it away from you and making yourself a victim to entities and psychic attacks. There's a very real difference when it's an entity or some kind of attack of some kind. You literally lose yourself in it as opposed to being scared of an energy around you. If you're just scared, it's almost definitely shadow. If you're literally losing yourself, losing time, it's more likely an entity. But most of the time it's your shadow. So stop victimizing yourself to those things. Stop staying out of your body. If you're out of your body, of course, you're going to feel like you're getting psychic, psychically attacked. You're not, you, your spirit has no, your soul has no container that it's in. And on earth, we need a container because it's a very physical planet. And finally, it's time to stop explaining away who we are biologically as humans by spiritual nonsense. And I've given lots of examples of that, so I'm not going to go back into it. So what does this all mean for me and my work? Um, 
it means that I am not accepting one-on-one clients in the way that I have in the past, because it has put me into a massive autistic burnout that I am coming out of slowly right now. It means that I am focusing on shamanic trainings and I am starting in a shamanic apprenticeship. I will be opening doors to it in January. We will be starting in February and it's going to be Akashic womb shamanism, a shamanic apprenticeship. You will be learning shamanic work, womb, womb shamanic work and, um, earth Akashic healing work. So it is a shamanic priestess path and it is group. It will be a group, um, with some one-on-one components, um, experience because that is the best and, um, most powerful way to learn because I am going to be playing to my strengths in a whole new way. This is this understanding of myself is giving me and has given me such a massive, um, ability to really pay attention to what is best for me and, and how do I thrive and how do, how am I best at doing my work? And I am so good at teaching groups are amazing. Um, I have been running successful group programs for two years. Yeah. Two years. Um, it is so much fun and people get so much out of it and grow so, so much. And honestly, to do a shamanic work, you need a group. You need to be able to practice, um, to do womb work and earth akashic healing. You also need a group to be able to practice. And so this is a whole new iteration. It is going to be really amazing. I am so excited for it. And it's not going to be a bunch of spiritual bullshit. This is going to be, how do we do the work? and make it like make it accessible and make it valuable on earth get in your body we're going to be doing so much work with the body and i'm going to be teaching you how to get in the body and why that's so important if you want to do any kind of shamanic work ever so this is an exciting new um, opening in the work I do and how I'm going to be training people, how I'm going to be running my business. And if you have been looking for an apprenticeship to teach you shamanic work, priestess, womb priestess work, and Akashic work, this is it. You're going to get all of it. It's, it's a 12 month apprenticeship, um, because we need lots of time for integration. So it's not like there'll be no time off in that 12 months. Um, and if you're interested in, learning more, make sure that you are on my, um, mailing list, which you can access via my website, which is in my profile. Um, and make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, um, to YouTube, to the podcast. You can hear updates as they come out. Um, if this has been resonating with you, then, um, then definitely, definitely make sure that you are subscribed in some way so you can stay updated with what's happening and what's going to be coming because this stuff, I'm, this is going to be awesome. This is a, this is a revolution of sorts. It's kind of how I'm seeing it. That's a, it's a big word, um, or an intense word, but I, I see this as a, a revolution, a shift in how the spiritual community, the spiritual, um, and how spiritual training is done, how spiritual work is done. Um, cause because the way that it is right now in the mainstream spiritual community is just not working. And, um, and I'm here in whatever way I can to change that and really bring the integrity back into this work. That is 
incredibly important to me. So <laughs> that all being said, this was um, quite the journey going from talking about neurodivergency and spirituality to the spiritual community. But I do really think that there is a big connection between, um, you know, just, just differences in um, how, how some of us process the world that can bring us into spirituality, but it can also be really detrimental, the spiritual world can. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm very curious um, how many people, you know, how many of you may be watching or listening to this also know that you are neurodivergent in some way. Um, because I'm curious how many people come into spiritual work because they're trying to understand the world like I did. Um, and, you know, we just, I, I um, really feel strongly about not bypassing the real human experience, which is what spirituality is doing right now. Um, and that bypassing is really what kept me from, from figuring out that I was autistic for so long. Um, so, all that being said, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope there's been something in here that's triggered, you know, something new that you can think about um, that has brought some new ideas into your head or whatever it may be. I hope that you enjoy this. Um, I'd love to hear any thoughts or comments you have. And I'm going to wrap this up here. Thanks for joining me. And keep your eyes peeled because there is a winter solstice um, video update um, coming out on YouTube and the podcast um, at the beginning of the week. So, all right. I will talk to you later.